ball control. Welcome back to another edition of Ball Control. Yay. Yay. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. It's true. And we're hanging out on 104.5 and 106.1. Um, they're allegedly the sister stations, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Yeah. Check us out. Uh, Facebook.com backslash Ball Control. Um, what is the other one? Podcast. Yeah, Ball Control Podcast, Facebook, Twitter. Okay, there you go. And then uh, we also are set up on the Nerdthug Radio page, I think. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Shout out to our sponsors, RNA Sports. We'll tell you about them more later. We've got a crazy big show ready for you today. For the next hour, kick back and listen to the greatest sports radio entertainment. Welcome to episode 10, guys. Conroe can handle. Yes, that's right. This is the 10th time we've done this, and no one stopped us. No. We Mm. haven't even stopped. Well, except that one time. Right. I mean, we took a week off, but that was just, you know. Circumstances, but but no no one else has stopped. Only we can stop ourselves. We're like a martial artist. Oh, that's true. Your real enemy is yourself. Is it though? Kasha! People are trying to kill me. Are they gonna be? Oh, real? oh. <laughs> am I really the worst? <laughs> that one? is how the movie works. A lot of times, <laughs> they're like, "Your real fear comes from within." No man, there were nine guys with masks here earlier, and they all knew karate. Right? They that all, was that they was all the could problem. Definitely fight me. Yeah. <laughs> There's an agent trying to kill me. I'm downloading a computer program. That's what I'm really scared of. <laughs> right. There is a spoon. I just touched it, dumb kid. <laughs> you don't know anything. <laughs> You're the wise one. <laughs> You're holding a spoon. The real trick is there is no spoon. No, the real trick is that you're here. Okay? That's the trick. That's the trick. Got him. Dumb kid. Tricks. Anyway, I don't know why we're just so... Like, we get real aggressive on ball control. Ball control, where we keep the hate. <laughs> Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. That that needs to be on the shirt. <laughs> Ball control. Stay aggressive. Stay aggressive. Um. Yeah. Really. For real. You got to maintain the ball control. We do. We got a lot of. We got a. We got a lot of national topics this week. Oh. National. This is a big deal. It means worldwide. It, does this mean, does not, mean not just in the state of Texas? Correct. Correct. Oh, wow. Even though Texas is a relevant nation to the national spotlight. It really is. Like right. Energy capital of the world. Uh, also the sports capital of the world a lot of times. All right, yeah. Um, Come at us, other cities and or states. Why bother? We win. Right. Chug it. What are we going to do? Just step away from the world stage and cut off the world's energy supply? Right. How's it? <laughs> anyway, uh, I don't know why. Space Center, get out of here. <laughs> That's true. We do have a lot of cool names, too. For, like, space stuff City. Woo. Space City. Woo. Like, that's a cool idea that we're in space and they're still stuck here. Right. But then when you look around, you realize, no, we're still stuck here, too. Like, <laughs> it's more of a dream. We're not going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's a good idea in in theory, but in practice, it's inefficient. Because it was the first city set in space. Boom. Houston, yeah. we have problem. Yeah. <laughs> we're not there yet. Like, the Sky City, like, prototype. Right. Like, it's, we're not doing it yet. We're not there yet. Not there yet. Wait till we're in space, though. It'll be awesome. What do you want to do first? You want to do you want to do baseball? You want to do basketball? You want to do football? Let's do baseball first. You want to do baseball first? Yeah, because it's the one I'm least interested in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. I mean, because the, the World Series already happened. So I mean, when you're right, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> what what baseball news could possibly happen other than people making lots of money? Well, okay. So here's the thing. This is what I call. This is actually what they, not me. I mean, I was gonna take credit for it, but I guess I shouldn't. It's called the Hot sto- Stove League. The off-season of baseball is where all the trades and all the moves and all the things happen, okay? Right, all four weeks that it happens. All yeah, because baseball being 162 games plus the playoffs plus spring training plus camp plus travel, 
You got about eight days to yourself. Right. When the one, season when the season ends, you have a one day a when your son is born to, to go home and tell your family you love them. It's like being at a war front without any of like the tragedy. The tragedy of that, and then somehow like the sexiness of so much money. It's like a sexy rich war that they're just like away at all the time. Right. And but you, you only start making that money when you're already ten years in. Yeah, you've been in the. You're league. already a vet. You're yeah. You're a grizzled vet. Here's your nine-year, $100 million contract. Anyway, um, these are just updates for the Astros that I have here. I've all got, right, I've fair got, enough. So these are all relevant because of the fact that last two years ago we were, the, we were the World Series champions. Last year we got all the way to the conference finals and lost to uh, the Boston Red Sox, who then went on to win. Right. Um, so we, a team this close and this competitive, you kind of watch all the moves because it, it's – we're close enough to that championship spot. We were there, well, so we were just there. We were just there, and so you want to you, you keep an eye on everything because you want to tinker but not change a lot, right? But we're getting to the point where there's going to be a lot of changes over the next couple of seasons. The window, I don't know. Look, they could do a, they could do a move tomorrow that changes this, but the window is starting to creep closer to closed than it is to staying open. Um. The youth of this team is what gives me the hesitancy to say, because overall this is a relatively young team. Right. Um, but some things are changing. So the the first one, the biggest one to me, is Dallas Keuchel declined his qualifying offer. All right. Which means he will be a free agent, but he could still resign with the Astros. Right. It doesn't bar him from that. No. And the reality was he was going to decline the offer. The qualifying offer wasn't the kind of money that Dallas Keuchel is expecting to make. Right. He's been good. He's been good the last couple of years. Last year he wasn't great, and he's probably our third or fourth pi- uh, best pitcher. Um, and there are some people who feel like Dallas Keuchel's been a little figured out. So there's an opportunity there where if he left, it doesn't hurt us a lot, but he is the first big exit from this team. That makes sense. So this is kind of the p- the point where you circle things and go, okay, here's where the roster starts to really change. Change, because he went from being our ace before we made all the moves two years ago. We brought in Verlander, and then it was Keuchel and Verlander, and last in McCullers, and then last year, he kind of fell by the wayside. He was dealing with stuff, and he was getting hit a lot. He wasn't doing well, so he finished the season probably third or fourth. And so the Astros said, well, here's the qualifying offer. We're offering you this so that if you leave, we get a compensatory pick in the draft. But we don't expect you're going to take it. And he said, you're right. I'm not going to. And so we all said, uh, okay, that's fine. So as of right now, he's not he's not under contract, and he's, not, he's a free agent. He's looking around for other things. But we do get a pick if he leaves. That's good. Um, that's at least tolerable. And we might re-sign him. It depends on what the market does. Depends yeah, on that's w- true. His last year wasn't great, and that's the wrong time to have a bad year is when you're going to be a free agent. Right. Because they're going to be like, well, you didn't do that good yeah. last year. Well, because people – Well, then you're going to be like, well, it was good two years ago. And it's right. like, well, yeah, that's not two years ago. When you always want to track trends. If you're trending down, You then don't want to, like, go in. You don't want to go into your free agency trending down. And unfortunately for Dallas Keuchel, he did. So that's going to affect the money. Now he's probably still going to get good money. There's probably still four years and eighty million, four years and you know a hundred million, four years and a hundred and twenty million somewhere out yeah, there for him. Nine hundred billion dollars. Maybe not one hundred and twenty. It's probably it's probably four to six years, and it's probably between twenty and twenty five a year. Eh. Um, which 
hey, good hey, money for yeah, you. nothing to sneeze at. Uh, and if it gets that high, I I promise you the Astros probably won't resign him. If yeah. if if he stays in be that, like, Man, we're gonna go ahead and go if, leave that one, boss. If it's if it's three to five years and they're in that probably fifteen to twenty, I could see them doing it. I could see them being like, okay, well, you know, because if if he near four, we're paying fifteen, but we can trade him. Like, okay, it's not the end of the world, right? Not uh, the end of the world. Not the end of the world. Um. Bryce, uh, Bryce McCann, we declined the 2019 option on him. Oh. Who, he was no longer really our catcher. He was a big deal on the on the World Series run. Yep. I'm thinking right now, off he the top of my head, he, he wasn't even in, he wasn't even on the postseason roster. No, he was there. He caught uh, in one of the games. I think it was game five or six, I don't remember. This this last year? Yeah. Okay. Because what's-his-name what's was missing a lot, so then they Yeah, you're him. right, you're right. They swapped him out. You're right. Good catch. You're right because he was all those balls went by the other guy. I forgot about that. Uh, that's what you want your catcher to do. Anyway, they right. declined his 2019 offer. Now he was one of the older dudes. He was one of the vets that they had brought in to kind of show people the way. Do we? Um, ah, he'll wind up somewhere, but it won't be relevant. A couple right. of years, a few million dollars, but it's probably not here for us because we've got some young guys that we're sitting on that we're like, okay, well, we've got other catchers. Right. We have other people that we can rely on. Now, what we do need is he's for one done of his job he, exactly. What we do need is for one of those catchers to stay in front of the ball during the f- during the playoffs. That'd right, be great. Yeah, that'd be fantastic. Uh, but other than that, I mean, it's okay. It's all right. right. We're not we're not we're not gonna miss him that much. Right. It's not gonna be that big a deal. Uh, the trade from the Blue Jays for Al uh, Aldmus Diaz. Aldmus Diaz. A L E D M Y S. Aldmus. 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 I don't know. Uh. So it's an interesting name. Yeah, Aldmus Diaz. Uh, he basically can play every position on the infield. Now, they've got him listed as a shortstop. So when I was reading this trade at first online, I was like, why do we just trade for a shortstop when we have Correa? Like, that seems seems silly. That's not a good sign. Are we about to dump Correa? Like, what's about to happen here? Uh, no, it, what it is is he's a utility player. He can play every position, which means... That's pretty good. And he batted the exact same as Marwin Gonzalez, who was our reserve infielder. So what that means is Marwin Gonzalez is probably gone. Oh, no, not Marvin Gonzalez. I don't even think he had an option. I think he's already not under contract for this year. I was looking on the active roster for right now, and he's not listed on it. Mm, interesting. So I think he was I think he was already – He was already leaving? He was already – he wasn't going to be under contract for 19, so we were going to have to re-sign him. But Makes this sense. trade gives us a, a younger, cheaper guy, so we're probably not even calling him. I'm not even that hurt. Probably not even ringing the bell. No, and, and, and Marwin, Marwin's a, a quality guy, but – Replaceable. He's right. replaceable. He's not one of the core guys. Um, which is kind of funny that like baseball has like all these players you just can't move, but then like you just kind of build around them. Yeah, well, yeah, you can move them, but when you do, it's a big deal. Right. You know that goes back to those Bryce Harper and Manny Machado guys. Manny Machado basically the trade to the Dodgers was for this postseason run, and that was it. Which, by the way, they lost again. Again. That uh, hurts. That does sting. Ugh. Um. So Marlon Gonzalez probably won't be back, and uh, Lance McCullers is having Tommy John surgery, so he'll miss this whole year. Do you know what Tommy John surgery is? No, I do not. They take a ligament. They either give you a dead man's ligament, or they take one out of your body um, and put it in your elbow. Uh, my friend had that for, but that was when he tore his uh, one of his. Yeah, knees. they'll do it for the ACLs and the MCLs as well. Yeah. Um. But they do it for pitchers. 
and it takes them a long time to come back. They don't have feeling in their fingers for a little while. Oh, that's real creepy. Uh, it's it's because there's nerve things and tendon things, and a big thing about being a pitcher is knowing how you're holding the ball and when you're letting go of the ball. Control becomes an issue. Oh, man, that's real spooky. Recovery rate for the Tommy John surgery at this point, modern medicine and all that, it's like 85 95%. And, and when those people come back, they come back great. Um, but it's going to be a while. It, it's going to be a year. It's going to be a year. So we just were probably losing Dallas Keuchel, and, we, and our number two guy won't be available this year. That's rough. So Verlander, and now, now the thing of it is, is we're getting out of here. I do believe the Astros are going to make a move. I don't think they're going to sit back and go, well, we'll ride it out with Verlander and some other dudes. They have some young pitchers they like, but I also believe that they're going to go and bring somebody in. Makes It only makes sense. They're either going to take somebody off of one of these teams who at the end of last year was selling players off who has more people to get rid of, or um, they might they might you know bite the bullet and pay somebody. Which but, uh, They've done a good job of not signing free agents, but instead – making trades for guys, and then letting those guys feel the system, feel it out, enjoy their spot, then they're more likely to re-sign. Which um, is just seems like a really sound strategy. It does, because you don't want to go out. It, you just want to just pick up some guy off the street. Yeah, because you don't know if it's going to work or not. Right. This way, you don't, you're only investing well, in I pay the this old guy, contract. I pay this guy $100 million, and then he sucks on my team because he doesn't work with any one of my guys. Right. Like I'm thinking of the last big free agency deal was with, under the old Astros regime, and they got a, a pitcher from Colorado, a left-handed pitcher, who in Colorado had been basically a 500 pitcher. But they were going, well, in Colorado, it's really easy to hit home runs, and he's real hittable, and the team's real bad, so people could well away on him and blah, blah, blah. And he came over here, and it, it never got better for him. Right. And so, you know, we spent a lot of money on that, though. Um, but now we don't do that no more. We 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 tend to stay away from it, and I and I think that's a good idea. But it's coming up on pay me time for right. a lot of these guys, so it's gonna be curious how we handle the roster over the next like two to four years. So we'll see. We'll keep an we'll eye on we, it. We'll be World Series champs again. That, uh, you know, I mean, we're in the running now. When they talk about ba- in baseball, when they talk about teams nationally, PTI around the horn and stuff like that, they mention. The Astros, every time they talk about great teams or top teams or top two, top that's so four. That's so satisfying. We haven't been that in a long time. We haven't been. And we are right now, and that's why I'm keeping an eye on this stuff because I, I it's relevant. It matters. Right. It uh, matters to me because it, it's my team. Well, it matters. I, I like that Houston's important sports-wise. I like national sports. I don't like baseball as much, but I love when Houston is the focus of the conversation. All right. We went over there, but that's all right. We can do whatever we want. It's our show. We jump out to a break. We'll be back with more ball control. Ball control. Ball control. All right. Welcome back to some more ball control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Tall people. Tall people, the trees, the tall, tall trees. Tree anyway, pe- tree people. We're on 104.5, 106.1. Allegedly, they're sisters, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Uh, big shout out to our sponsors, RNA Sports. They have a ton of stuff going on. 3501 North Fraser. Need to get out there and check them out. Like them on Facebook. He makes announcements all the time. He just announced. Uh, he just announced December second is going to be Vince Young. And oh, wow, December yeah. 8th is going to be Rudy T. The day after that is the Sandlot, guys. And this weekend, all of this. So today is Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving to you guys. We didn't say that right away. We should have. That's Nico's fault. Happy Thanksgiving to you. 
Um, we give thanks. No, thanks, no, no. It was your fault. You know what you did. Don't tell me what to do. You know what you did. Don't tell me what to do. Um, so anyway, while you're enjoying your turkey and listening to us, um, starting tomorrow, what you need to do is get out there to RNA Sports. Uh, tomorrow, Black Friday, Haywood, Jeffries, and somebody else. They have signings all weekend. All weekend. Go to the Facebook page, check them out. We're going to be there. We're going to be interviewing some athletes, and then we're going to get out of there, too. But we're going to be there for about an hour and a half, two hours. We're going to get there. Hopefully, We plan on being there about 5.30. So if you want to come get in line and talk with us and hang out with us for a little bit, you should. You definitely won't be definitely there. Definitely should. Anyway, it's, uh, yeah, RNA Sports right there at 3501 North Frasia. Check out their Facebook. Frasia. Okay, we're going to do NBA here. All right, fair enough. Okay. You ready? No. Which one of these do I want to do first? Pick A or pick B? I'm going to Oh, God. I'll go A. You're going to go A? Okay. We're going to do this one then. All right. So the Cleveland Cavaliers. All right. Former home of LeBron James. LeBron. Uh, they're, um, they're struggling. They're struggling real Backwards bad. Dunk. They have two wins. Good job. Two wins. Well, they just they just uh, they lost again today. Yeah, yeah, they did. They lost to L.A. LeBron's new team. They lost to. <laughs> they <laughs> lost to LeBron. They lost to the the Lakers. So they had two choices when LeBron James left, and he left pretty quickly in the beginning of free agency. He made that choice. He wanted to do everyone the courtesy of making a choice quickly, so as to not drag it out. So if there were other people waiting or money or whatever, they could all make the decisions they needed to make. Okay. Um, he went to L.A. That he did. Well, Cleveland, within days of that, if I remember correctly, they turned around and they gave Kevin Love a four-year extension to stay in Cleveland. Good job. <sighs> Why would you do that? Uh, yeah, I'm... Uh, $120 just, million extra dollars. You just lost your literal... The literal best basketball player I, right know, now. Okay, so here's here's the thing. I really think they felt like the East was still fairly open. Okay, I would have waited on giving Kevin Love an extension, though. I would have. I would have. Uh, what would you have done differently? Uh, I would have. Uh, it was they were. You know, uh, we call it an extension. He signed a four-year, hundred twenty million dollars contract with them. Okay, he was a free agent technically, also. Um, but what I would have done is I would have told Kevin, "Listen, Kevin, I think we're going to give you the money, but we're going to keep an eye on the situation, depending on what happens here in the East." Because the other thing that was going on is Kawhi Leonard wanted out. Listen, if Kawhi Leonard winds up in the East, we're we're not we're not going to win the East, right? If Kawhi Leonard goes to anywhere but Cleveland, Cleveland, they're not going to win. So if he winds up in the East, they don't need the guys, they don't need the team. So they've got Kyle Korver, who is a great spot up shooter and is a good piece. He could be on any team and, and help them. Kevin Love has been hurt now, but they already gave him the money, and he'll come back at the end of the year or at the beginning of the, the beginning of next year. Um, so they'll he'll come back right before the All Star break, and they've been having trouble with J.R. Smith already, and so they've now decided they're going to trade him. So they they've told him that listen, you don't have to come back to the, the facility, you can go home, stay home. We're going to try and find a trade destination. Until then, just stay home and stay out of the headlines. Don't make any trouble. Go home. Go away. Go away. <laughs> so he's getting paid $14.7 million to go home. <laughs> that's a pretty good deal. I'll take that's, that deal. That's a good deal. I also would take that deal. The <laughs> the thing about J.R. Smith 
And the reason they don't want to just fire him outright, they could do what's called a buyout in the NBA. Where, okay, so next year he's owed $3.8 million guaranteed no matter what of a $15.6 million salary. So if they keep him and he starts to see, if they make it to the season, they have to pay him 15.6. If they say go home, they have to give him 3.8. But. A lot less than 15. It is, but I mean, $4 million to not make a team is a good day. Uh, but they could always offer him a buyout, which is, listen, if I write you a check for $12 million right now and you can take it to the bank, would you go home and just not wait on the salary? Because I can drag out the 14.7, and you definitely won't get the 3.8 till next year. But if I give you the 12 now, you can go sign somewhere else and make more money, and right. you get 12 for me, and we tear up the last two years. The reason they don't want to do that is he's his contract is technically under the old CBA, so his 15.6 million number is actually what would count in a trade deficit for next year. So he's all of a sudden an asset even though he's at home. Hmm. So he has value to the team so they don't want to just fire him. Even though he's a pinhead and nobody likes him. <laughs> and they've already fired the coach Tyron Lue. I'm calling J.R. Smith a pinhead. J.R. Smith is an absolute <laughs> pinhead. If there's ever a guy who's qualified for the definition of pinhead it's J.R. Smith. All right. That's some fine. Stay aggressive. <laughs> Look, Keep that ball under control. You're gonna have a you're gonna have a hard time finding guys to call J.R. Smith smart. <laughs> Let me put it to you that way. J.R. Smith, he does he tends to do the thing that's gonna hurt J.R. Smith the most <laughs> at the worst possible time. So J.R. Smith, probably at home right now, is taking a bath while holding a toaster and talking on the cell phone and doesn't think there's a problem. Right. Like J.R. Smith like he's just he's just efficient. He's he's yeah, <laughs> he just likes toast in his bath. He doesn't see a problem with what's about to happen next. J.R. Smith is a pinhead. <laughs> um I, I don't Congratulations, the title of this episode is now J.R. Smith is a pinhead. I don't even I I, I like him. I like his playing style because he'll shoot under any circumstance. If you I'm gonna shoot this if he, is, if he is behind the three point line and you pass him the ball, if there's five people diving at him, if there's a crowd exploding behind him, if there's a clown doing the Humpty Dump in the half court, he will shoot no matter what is going on. No matter what the play is, no matter what the situation is, he will shoot and he will shoot with semi-good accuracy. As a matter of fact, the more unlike, unlikely it is that he'll make the shot, the more likely it is the shot will go in. Wow. Um, it's if, on like a sliding scale? Yeah, yeah. It's impressive. Ever, if you've ever watched J.R. Smith play, if he's wide open, it's going to shank off of like the backboard. It's not even going to hit rim. It's going to be side of the glass, come back at him. He's going to do a weird thing, try to lay it up, and he'll get fouled, and he'll just screw it up for everybody. He'll <laughs> miss one of the free throws. If there are two guys lunging in the air in front of it and it shouldn't ever even touch goal, he's going to arc it weirdly over both of them, jumping backwards, and it's going to fall straight through the net for four and a half points somehow. J.R. Smith is one of these guys who is better than he knows how to be, <laughs> and when he's thinking about what he's doing, it's worse. <laughs> um, he's just actively injuring himself. He is, he is instinctively good and intellectually poor. J.R. Smith is a pinhead. That is, um, there's just no other way around it. <laughs> and, I, and I've watched him play for many years, and there were people when he signed to, when he left the Knicks to go to Cleveland, that was in a trade. And it was because LeBron James said, I want him. He plays defense, and he's a little crazy, and he takes big shots. And his, he's a pinhead. And, I like well, and, and everyone, <laughs> when they made the trade, people were like, LeBron James just picked up one of the biggest head cases from the Knicks. And he was. He was he was good, bad, crazy with the Knicks all the time. He was 
one of the three every day, and you never knew which one. He goes to Cleveland, helps them win a championship. He plays great defense in 2016. 2015, he played even harder because he was like the number. 2015 is the year Kevin Love and uh, Kyrie Irving were both hurt. So it's LeBron James, J.R. Smith, Kyle Korver, uh, Matthew Della Vadova, and like like just people you didn't know still played basketball. Like people you never even heard of before are in the finals because of LeBron James. Thanks, LeBron. And J.R. Smith is just jacking threes. Covered, not covered, wide open, guarded, inbounds, out of bounds, <laughs> at home, locker room, stands, <laughs> ticket, no ticket, jersey, no jersey, beer in hand. Just threes, threes, threes. Threes and he's playing dog defense like he's all over everybody. He had a he had a fantastic two year run where anyone who wants to criticize him has to go. I mean, he was okay for the for that for those two years. They have to do it. <laughs> but then, like, don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah, they're like, yeah, he's terrible, he's terrible. But, 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 but he had that moment. He had that moment. But then they got to go. Okay, but now he's a pinhead. <laughs> and so, but he gets to stay home now for fourteen point seven million. So that's uh, a good thing. I mean, he made he made that deal. He did, and well, the Cavs did. And they shouldn't have. They should have waited around. Kyrie goes to Toronto. Toronto is now the best team in the East. And they're probably, depending on what happens in the West, where Golden State is struggling and is a mess, there's a real opportunity for another team to actually maybe win the championship. Oh, my God. Except it's not going to be Cleveland. And so what they should have done is they should have moved Kevin Love. They should have moved J.R. Smith. They should have moved Kyle Korver. They should have moved a lot of these guys. They gave – I believe they gave George Hill an extension, and there was no reason to. Like, they should have just moved these guys because now the problem is they're they're playing the young guys, and the, the veterans are sitting on the bench. They fired a head coach. The veterans are talking out. J.R. Smith, just in the media, because he's smart, said uh, that the Cavs are tanking on purpose. So now the Cavs are like, just go home, man. Like, you're not helping anybody. Like, just stay home. We'll pay you. Just stay home. We'll figure it out. We're going to move you. And he was like, yeah, but okay. Yeah, that's fine. When really, he'd been complaining about his playing time. So if he was really consistent with his argument, he'd be like, no, I'd rather play basketball. But instead, he's like, I guess I'll just go home. <laughs> guess I'll leave. I guess I'll go. Anyway, he's a pinhead. But Cleveland's a mess. Cleveland's just absolutely a mess. And so uh, when we come back, I got even. I got another even bigger nut house than that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. J.R. Smith is a pinhead. This guy's a crazy person. Okay. When we come back, we got more ball control. <laughs> Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to more ball control. This is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. It's true. Give him those fa- Facebook and Twitters and all that. Uh, Ball Control Podcast on the Facebook, on the Twitter. Uh, check out our sponsor, RNA Sports. 35 so North, uh, what is it? Oh, 3501 it. North Fraser. There you go. So it's Ball Control on Facebook? Yeah. And Ball Control Podcast. Ball Control Podcast on Facebook and on Twitter? Both. Okay. All right. There you go, guys. Search it. Find us. Like us. Follow us. True. It's a song. I don't know what the words are, though. I think they're inappropriate, so maybe I won't do it. Anyway, so we were talking about J.R. Smith being a pinhead, right? Yep. Okay. Got two more crazy folk for you. What you got for me? Which one do you want first? Do you want football crazy, basketball crazy? Uh, Let's finish basketball and then go to football. Okay. All right. Have you heard of Markel Fultz? No, I have not. Okay. He was the number one overall pick. 130 points in this game. Jesus. Yeah, that's a lot. 
watching. We're, we got we got the sports and I'll do this. Hundred. Uh, okay, number one overall pick last year in the draft to the Philadelphia 76ers. He had just come off of he was having shoulder problems. All right. He played like five or six games and they went ahead and shut him down and he had shoulder surgery. Okay. Okay. As soon as he was rehabbing from shoulder surgery, they then turn around and they noticed something else wrong with him in the shoulder. There was like an uneven scapula or something weird like that. So they shut him down for the rest of the season. Okay. So your number one draft pick plays like, I think I think it was only 10 games for the whole season year That's one. That's a lot of games you missed. Right. And it's a shooting side. So also, coming in, they were worried about his shot. Okay? Which is reasonable. I mean, you just had two sol- let shoulder me, let me correct surgeries. Something. Let me correct something. This was, the shoulder surgery were two years ago. It was the number one pick two years ago. Okay. okay. So two years ago, he didn't play at all. Last year, when he came back, he couldn't shoot. It looked bad. So they shut him down, and they started working with him on a shot and working with him on a shot and working with him on a shot and rehabbing and, you know. Right, getting back into what you missed 70 games. Right. That'll do it so to you. So we came back, like, middle, middle-ish towards the end of the season, and basically they were just like, listen, they were just giving him spot minutes. They just wanted him to get out there and get shots in competition. No, that, yeah, that was his rookie year. Okay, so his, he was he was drafted. This was his rookie season. Like I said, he only played 10 games. Played a couple in the beginning, shut him down, and then he came back and he played like five or six at the end. Played a little bit in the playoffs with the 76ers, but not a lot. But people were going, well, you know what? He looked okay, and they're going to keep working with him. So This is his first real season? The, well, that was his that was his rookie season. He only played 10 games in the playoffs. So they're like, okay. So it's a real season. <laughs> this is the, He's coming into his first real season. Philadelphia says, listen, we signed um, – what we're going to do is we're going to have him start, and we're going to have J.J. Redick come off the bench in the first half of games. And then in the second half, we're going to give the minutes to whoever's shooting good. So if he finds a rhythm, he can stay in. If he doesn't find a rhythm, we go to J.J. Redick, who can shoot it. No problem. So Sound, sound strategy. It's it's The basketball people were killing it. The basketball heads were like, you're either a starter or you're not. But I get what they were doing because what they were trying to do was just give him reps and get him comfortable. And if he was making his shots, they were going to leave him in. I understand right. what they were doing. But people hated it, okay? And Markel Fultz, it turns out, um, the whispers also started about midway through last season. that it wasn't just a shoulder thing that was causing him problems, but also that his shot had gone to crap. And it was all mental. So they brought in a shot specialist to work with him. They brought in a guy who in the league everyone loves. He's highly respected. Worked with a lot of shooters. And they basically rebuilt his shot from the ground up. From, from the whole thing. How you hold the ball. All of it. Okay? Right. Well, they traded for Jimmy Butler. The 76ers did. All right. That changes everything for them. That really actually helps their team. Because you got Joel Embiid. You got Ben Simmons. Now you have Butler. You got Redick. Suddenly Fultz can come off the bench. Suddenly Redick can come off the bench. Butler's the starter. Like, everything works better, okay? Everything works a little bit better this way. It fits their system better. And it, it, it really it better because if it doesn't, Butler costs himself a lot of money. Right. This is the last year of Butler's contract, and he's a free agent after this, so they got to they gotta see something. So the other day, at a free throw line, he double clutches. He can't get the ball out of his hands. All of a sudden, the yips have crawled into Markel Fultz's head and just built a city, okay? 
So via his lawyer and agent and or one of uh, they, they weren't clear on this. One of them contacted the team and told the team Markel is going to see a shoulder specialist next week. He won't be available for this for the for the future, for the foreseeable future. Oh wow. Is this the end of his basketball career? <laughs> like <laughs> that's insane. <laughs> so his so the team didn't know there were any shoulder issues. No one heard anything about a shoulder issue. No one no one knew another shoulder thing's going on. It may not even be a shoulder it, thing. It's probably not a shoulder thing. How what do I tell you about sports? How much of it is mental? Like eighty percent of it. Right. So I honestly think what's going on is they brought in Jimmy Butler, and if you look around and you do the math, Joel Embiid's gonna get the big money deal. Ben Simmons is probably gonna get the big money deal. You bring in Butler, probably because you think he's going to get the big money deal. J.J. Reddick's already getting money. Suddenly, the pie doesn't have a lot of room for old Markel Fultz, who, right. who hasn't played a real season of basketball since he started. And doesn't remember how to shoot the ball. Right. Uh, it's a big part of basketball, scoring and shooting. Can't do that. You can't be a number one draft pick and not know how to do that. So, this is going to be a really telling few weeks here we're gonna keep an eye on the story but the reality is markel fultz rookie deals go two years guaranteed option for a year option for a year typically if you pick up the third year option you pick up the fourth year option as well but there's an option right here at the end of this year where philadelphia can go you know what we just flat out missed sorry bye-bye Right, and considering they just called him and be like, yeah, we're just going to not do the basketball thing for a minute. Right. I mean, have you ever – I've never even heard of someone – he didn't go through the team and go, listen, I, I, can we work on this more? Like, he – allegedly his lawyer told him that this is the thing to do if you're having problems. And so the agent notified the team that he's going to see a shoulder specialist. That's insane. That's so strange to me because this is such a – I guess this is just like a telltale story of people who just weren't ready for professional leagues. Right. And here's the thing is like when you get to this level, all they care about from you is the basketball side of it. So if you when you're young like this, you 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 surround yourself with the people who take care of everything else. And this is how the people get screwed over financially is like uh, the uncle, you know, know, Uncle Terry takes care of everything and he pays all the bills and handles all the money. And that's how you wind up broke six years from now. But you don't have to worry about anything because. You're getting paid to play basketball, and that's it. Uncle Terry makes your appointments, keeps you scheduled, keeps you on time, and he pays all the bills, and you don't have to worry about anything but putting the ball in the hole. That's it. But now he can't do that. But now he's not doing that. And I don't know if he's got an Uncle Terry or not. I don't know what's going on there. He might be trying to handle everything himself and overthinking the whole situation, or he might be on social media too much. He might be watching the news too much. He might be listening to the ESPN too much or people like us. He's psyching himself out. Either way, what he's about to do is cost himself the last two years of his rookie deal, and he's going to have to start over financially in the NBA, and that's a hard thing to do because a lot of your wage increases are based on previous earnings. So if he goes down in money, for him to go back up, is gonna it's going to take him longer to get back to those numbers that he'll be at right now if he stays with the team. That's insane. That's so strange to me. Wow, that's that's actually kind of scary. It's it's all there was a guy the Rockets drafted a, lot, a while back, Royce White or Royce DeWhite, something like that. I think it was Royce White, and uh, he didn't. They they knew when they took him that he didn't like to fly and he had anxiety issues. Could play great basketball, was a baller, but in college, a lot of the times he was taking bus trips or just not making the trip. 
So there were college games he didn't play because they were flying there. And he didn't he doesn't fly. Now the NBA, you play eighty two games in four and a half, five and a half months. You gotta fly. You can't bust. You can't. You don't have enough time. You so the Rockets felt like this is a behind the scenes conversation. This isn't something that they've ever said publicly, so if they don't nobody get mad at me about this. But basically how it worked out is they felt like if they worked with him that he would be willing to get on the plane. If they if they took care of him, he'd be willing to get on the plane. But then there were still times where he didn't want to get on the plane because he's like, listen, I have anxiety issues. I have mental issues. I don't want on your stupid plane. And he he bust, he took a lot of bus trips in early on, and then it just wasn't working out, and he went down to the G League and got traded to other teams, and I don't think he's even in the league now. That's so sad. But the reality was I think the Rockets felt like, okay, well. We can get you there. Well, yeah, we, we can get you to the point where you can get on an airplane. That wasn't the case. Nope. How much time we got? We got a whole zero minutes. Okay. All right. We got a lot of football to cover in the last segment here. So when we come back, I got one more pinhead for you, and then I got actually really two more pinheads. Three more pinheads. It's the pinhead episode. <laughs> it's like a thimble. <laughs> we are. <laughs> this is ball control, and you're ball a thimble. Ball control. Ball control. Welcome back to Ball Control on this happy, happy turkey, turkey day. Stuffing. Stuffing. That's right. Nico doesn't even know the difference between stuffing and dressing. You I know don't. what the difference is? Your hair. My I hair. got nothing. I got big hair. You do have big hair. Uh, anyway, this is Corey DLG, and with me as always is little brother Nico. Big hair. Big hair. And uh, we're hanging out on 104.5, 106.1, and we're streaming worldwide at IRLoneStar.com. Before we get into it, I'm going to remind you guys to check out RNA Sports. Go to their Facebook page, RNA Sports. They're on 3501 North Frazier, and tomorrow on Black Friday, we're going to be there. We're going to be hanging out. There's going to be some former NFL legends. Well, I mean, they're still NFL legends. They're just True, not in the former NFL. NFL players, they're still NFL legends. You're right. Thank you. You're correct. They would appreciate the correction as well, I'm sure. <laughs> former legends. Yes, former legends. Now just myths. Is that how legends work? I don't know. Do they go like myth, legend, myth? Do you think there's legends that die off? And I'm sure there are. Oh, yeah, yeah, tons. Yeah, what do we call that? We don't have a word for that? I, I bet know. the Germans do. They got words for everything. They really do. Have I told you that? Like they have words for like conflicting emotions. Right. Like when you feel deep sadness but appreciation for what occurred. And you're like, what? That's I'm real specific. I wish I had something like that in English. The, the Germans have like 15 extra emotion words that we don't have that describe emotions that we go through that we've just never named. Right. They, For being efficient, they're real efficient. Right. They're like, hey, guys, <laughs> there's this one time where I feel real sad, but also I appreciate something. Like, yeah. I need like that, that word. That's the word I'm looking for. The Germans were like, we got it. Oh, you mean Kinderrotisches. And you're like, mm, that's the one. Is that it? That feels it. That feels like, that feels right. It's probably not the word. That was my made-up German word. Fair enough. Anyway, we got some pinheads to talk about. All right, we're going to do, real quick, pinhead number one, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The whole team? Whole team. The whole team of pinheads. Whole team. Coach, well, we're going to mainly say it's the coach because... I'm going to go whole team because it's funny. I'm, I'm with you on that. That's fine. So, here's the thing. Jameis Winston, still on the team. All right? If he's on the team next year, his fifth-year option... Kicks in for $20.9 million. It's pretty good. It's not guaranteed for anything at all except for injury. So if he finishes this year hurt and has to do some sort of procedure at all, he basically automatically gets the money because he won't have the ability to go to other places because he'll be hurt so he won't be able to try out. 
So his contract is set up to where if he's hurt, he automatically gets the money. Makes sense. Well, Ryan Fitz- Fitzpatrick's been real bad. Okay? The last two games, I believe it's five interceptions and one touchdown. That's pretty good. So, they went back to James Winston <laughs> for the second time this season. <laughs> for the second time this year, they went back to James Winston. Oh, They've already guys. gone back to him once, and it was so bad they pulled him, put back Ryan Fitzpatrick, and it was so bad they pulled him, and now we're back to James Winston. Is this just going to be a cycle until one of them, like, dies <laughs> it's gonna be a cycle until they fire this head coach uh here's the real talk i i don't get it <laughs> i don't oh, get it team. i don't understand like remember how people say that stupid saying like the definition of insanity is do the same thing over and over expecting the same result right expect different results yeah i'm sorry yes because it's the same result you're just performing an experiment over and over again <laughs> and going yeah that's what works uh, yeah, it still works. That's the Tampa Bay method, though. They're doing the same thing over and over, and they keep getting the same result, and they keep going. That's weird. That's <laughs> ah, strange. What if you switch them again? Yeah. <laughs> let's, let's try swapping the quarterbacks again. To the same guys we had before. If I was a captain on this team, because the captains can go to ownership, they can go to the coaches, they can go to people and talk to them. If I was a captain on this team, I would go to everyone and be like, what? What the? F- what, are you, what are y'all doing? <laughs> Sign someone else. Bring in anybody. Call the guy off the street. Steve Young's on ESPN. Give him a call. He hasn't played in 10 years. I bet he's as bad as these two. Right. Give us, give us a third bad option at least. <laughs> Stop going back and forth. So uh, the way I hope this ends, I hope this week during the slate of games, I hope Jameis Winston breaks his leg <laughs> and is out for the next five months. And gets his $20 million. And then goes away. And Tampa Bay probably still cuts him and then gives him a check anyway. <laughs> or they're so cheap, they keep him, and they get another guy, and they keep going back and forth between the two of them next year. <laughs> but but they deserve it at this point. They're just yo-yoing him they back and what forth. Are, what are they doing? Oh, well, he's no good anymore. Let's put the other guy back in. Oh, he's no good anymore. Let's put the other guy back in. Like this is like... Mario sports that you can just, oh, this guy's tired now. Swap. Yeah, swap. And Ryan Fitzpatrick does this. He does yo-yo badly, but his good games are great and his bad games are terrible. Okay, fine, but you knew that. And Jameis Winston, you know what you've got, and you don't want to give him the $20 million next year. <laughs> you just don't. Just don't put him in the game. Right. Um. Okay, so our other, our, our other pinhead, it's Derek Carr and the Raiders. All right, I wrote down this quote specifically because I want to get it right. He said, he's talking about the draft, okay? Okay. I want everybody to be mad at me. That's bad. When people are mad at you, that's not a good sign. So here's how it works. You ready? The Raiders have two wins. Okay. Sharing two wins with them are the Cardinals and the 49ers. One of these three is going to get the first pick in the draft. What he's saying is... There's like five weeks left. He wants to win out so that they don't so they're not in the running for the first pick. He wants to make people disappointed that they're not getting the first pick because of we're winning games. What? He's saying he wants to compete. He's saying he wants to gain. He's a player. I like what he's saying. What you don't want to say out loud, especially with Oakland situation. They're not good and they have no money. <laughs> they're not good, they have no money, and they're leaving Oakland. Their lease expires, I think, next year. They don't have a home yet. 
eventually the whispers are they're going to wind up in Las Vegas. They're not there yet, though. There's no stadium being built right now. There's nothing happening. Like, they're not there yet. So you know what you don't do? Tell your fans you hope they get mad at you because you plan on winning a bunch. First of all, they're not going to be mad if you win. No. If you win out, they're going to be like, hey, man, this season wasn't so bad. If only you'd been healthy and ready the whole year, we could have done this. But no, we didn't. But no, we didn't. But that's okay. You know, we fin- hey, we finished real strong. Next year's going to be better because we're going to get some guys in. We're going to get healthy. We're going to a full year under John Gruden. It's going to be better. Nah, I just want everyone to be mad at me. Right. I want everyone, I want everybody to be mad at me. What that's a, that's not good. What a pinhead. <laughs> that, is, that is a pinhead move. That is a pin. That is a J.R. Smith pinhead era move, okay? Right, but at least he's not getting paid millions also, of dollars to go home. here's the thing. That's true, too. There are nine teams within one win of each other at the bottom of the NFL right now. <laughs> so what if he they? screws this up by winning at all, if he even wins one game, they're going to be mad at him. Because if he does, if he's quote unquote too good, I'm using air quotes there, they might be picking 10th. But if he keeps stinking it up like he has been, they might be picking first. Right. That's a that's a big deal, boys. Yeah. Are you ready for this? It's the Raiders, Cardinals, and 49ers with two wins. It's the Jets, Bills, Jags, Giants, Bucks, and Browns with three. Hmm. There are nine real bad teams in the NFL right now. And that's I wouldn't have I wouldn't have guessed that coming in. That's a lot of bad teams. So this being a year of bad teams, if you're already at the bottom, you don't want to. You want to do anything? I'm gonna stop that. If I'm Derek Carr, I had the stomach flu. Like I don't ever play again because I want this. I, I want. Not only do I want this draft pick, but I don't want to be picking ninth. Right. By accidentally winning one game, forget about five. One. I might <laughs> screw this up. <laughs> just go to every game. Just kneel. Just, I don't feel good. We're not gonna run a play. Uh, and then how much time do we have left? Because I got a guy. Whole three minutes. All right, I got to get on to a guy here. I got to get on to a guy. This is just this is just aggressive. This is, it is. This is we control the ball control. So Adrian Peterson was suspended the entire 2014 season for child abuse. Awful, horrible human being. He just admitted in an interview this week that he still beats his children with a belt. Okay, so we suspend him forever. This is a guy who is from the league. 32 years old. He is now on, I think, his fourth team. He also is a guy, and this is a personal thing, and I don't like to mix these things, but it kind of goes towards this, I feel like. When he first came in the league, he had some money, and so he had a baby mama issue, and there was a, a woman who had a baby that was his that he was never involved with at all. The woman's new boyfriend killed that baby. Um, Whoa. Yeah. It was in the news at the time. You can Google it. It's a real story. It's true. I'm not making something up here. It was a weird thing because he had nothing to do with the whole family, the whole situation. He had nothing to do with any of it. Never even met the kid allegedly or only met him once or twice and barely knew him. He acknowledged that it was his, but he didn't have anything to do with it. So all that being said, uh, he doesn't have a great history with, with children. Right. So I feel like on that topic, the advice internally should have been, Adrian, just shut your mouth. Just don't say anything. Don't do it. Right. Because right now he's in Washington. They're in first place in their division. He's a big part of the why because they run real well because he's still a good runner. Adrian Peterson is one of those rare guys who's outrunning time and at 32 years old is a successful running back in the NFL. As long as he doesn't open his mouth. Right, but I even think it calls into question, like, 
it it like at this point he's proven that his character isn't very no he's a low character guy for that reason alone and i don't know him actually he he's actually a local person he had a home in the woodlands for a while uh he used to hang out some establishments i used to go to and know and i i used to work with some people who knew him i don't know him at all uh so i'm not gonna pretend there's a personal relationship i don't know him at all I don't know anything about him personally. There are people who have talked to him and know him that I know, but I'm not going to try and use that right here. What I am going to say is that's incredibly poor judgment. Right. And you've got to show some level of judgment control when you are 32 years old and a professional athlete. Right. This is, this is I don't know, millions of dollars. Millions of dollars. And he is some kind of stupid. Right. Pinhead. Well, I don't even think it's like Pinhead. This is just This is a low character guy that we've already suspended before. Who's saying garbage because he's still trash? Right, and I and I'm and like, sure like I, I don't understand how like any sort of sympathy. I, oh, I sympathy! I doubt. I doubt sympathy sincerely, and I'm sure that there's some level of you know the dry quote in the text doesn't ring good at all, and maybe the way he said it, maybe he could have toned it better, but the words coming out of his mouth were stupid. That's I mean, th- there's no other way around it. You don't say that. You don't even admit that. What you do in your own home, you don't admit when you're talking about this stuff with this issue with this guy. We have rights for this. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, the pluses all equal a big minus for him. His his past plus this issue plus publicity equals a big problem for him. Right. So what, what course of action are they taking, if any? I haven't heard anything yet. I haven't heard anything yet. Now, there's been no official reports or complaints. It's literally just him tattling on himself, which also, a.k.a. stupid. Um, And I think he's doing it in a way to say, like, oh, you know, I know what I'm doing. Well, no, you don't, dude. No, you clearly don't because you've gotten in trouble for this before. And one of the issues of part of the suspension was his lack of remorse and seeming to understand the situation at the time. The commissioner at the time was like, it kind of seems like you don't get it. You don't understand. So it doesn't seem he's learned literally anything at all. Um. That being said, let's let's get out of here. Is that where we're at? Yeah, just about. All right, let's do this. That being said, Adrian Peterson is a fool. Washington plays this week. Cheer for them, I guess. I don't know. At your own, I don't know. Just just don't. Just I don't know. That's it's ridiculous. Eject from the league. Get out of here. That's my go, that's go my third away. pinhead of the segment. There. That's a lot of pinheads. It is a lot of pinheads. All right. This has been Corey DLG with me as always. His little brother Nico. Uh, this has been Ball Control, and enjoy yourself and have a great Thanksgiving. We'll see you tomorrow on the radio or at RNA Sports. Later. Ball Control.